the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Um, I thought the markets were going to be closed today. I was wrong. Um, but it's interesting. One of the couple things that you can quickly notice is um, how companies manage bad news. Apple slides today after one of its suppliers cut its outlook, hinting at weak iPhone orders. One of Apple's facial recognition suppliers called Lumentum reduced its outlook for the quarter, citing a reduced shipment request from one of its biggest customers. Huh, wonder who that could be, right? Apple shares slid on the news. The announcement adds speculation that Apple is reducing production of its latest iPhones and desperately trying to get away from being the iPhone company. They want to be known as a services company. They want to be known as a uh, telecommunication company. So Apple shares off 4% this morning. Lumentum makes those 3D lasers capable of sensing a person's face. And I'll be honest with you, so far, I know it's an early technology, but the whole facial recognition thing's a little bit stupid. And um, I, I bring back the thumbprint sensor. I, I know, I know, I know. It's too soon, right? Um, but then, now, how does Apple try to like counter this bad news? Well, remember, in their earnings call, they said, we're not going to really talk about the number of phones anymore. And, uh, okay, okay, so we're good with that. We're, we're on it. Uh, but then Apple comes out to try to get some positive news. And I, I don't know. This is Apple. I don't know if I'm right with my sarcasm. But they were the top-selling mobile phone brand on Alibaba for Singles Day. November 11 is the month of uh, is the 11th month of the year and the 11th day. So it's Singles Day. So it's one 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 one. It's a Chinese thing where it's a, a numeral holiday. But why not make it a sales holiday? Because Lordy knows. It's, what is it, one, two, three, four, 11 days till Black Friday, <laughs> right? So we got that going on out there. So the Treasury market closed today, but not the stock market. And when the Treasury market's closed, that there's two types of money, in my, my opinion, smart money and dumb money, right? And bonds are pretty smart money. When you see bonds move, it's kind of telling you something, in the instant moment, stocks move, but their moves tend to show you something happening in six months from now. So Apple cutting, Apple sliding today is telling you that probably the next six months aren't going to be great. There's no bond equivalent. But if, for instance, um, Trump has a really, really bad weekend and he says, we're not going to do trade ever again with anyone. I'm just going to put it all, everyone's going to trade with New York. And you're like, that's crazy. And no one wants to trade with us anymore, Right you might see the bond markets get a lot of cash as people are like, I'm getting out of the stock market because this lunatic is going to you know, basically drive us into a major recession or depression or something, right? So bonds are smart. Stocks, 
they're more psychic. So a little bit, bit more psychic. So Lumentum is the culprit today, cutting their guidance, and that pulls down Apple. There's a little bit of a ripple effect across all Apple suppliers. And then you start getting into other issues of like, well, Apple's not just going to stand there and do nothing. Maybe they'll cut the prices, but, but they've been raising prices, right? They've been raising prices on the iPad. They've been raising prices on their phones. They've been raising prices on their watches. It's a good business model until it's not. It's, it's good if you can pull it off until you can't. So SAP, a company I don't really care about. Why? Because they're from Germany. And I don't like bratwurst or German beer. The idea of drinking warm beer is not for me. Something wrong with it. But SAP's buying a company called Qualtrics for $8 billion. Now, here's what I really mean to say when my filter's on about SAP. It was an important company in the, early, in the late 80s and early 90s. And I'll go late 90s. Not as important today. And SAP, not German. Siemens is the company I was thinking of. See how easy it is to make a mistake? Uh, my bad. My bad. Athena Health is going to be acquired for $5.7 billion in capital, in cash. It's being acquired by Veritas Capital and Evergreen Coast Capital. So private companies are buying Athena Health for $5.7 billion. Alibaba. In the news, because like I said, it was Singles Day yesterday, and they're garnering increased attention after reporting a gross merchandise volume on Singles Day increased 27% to $30.08 billion. Not too shabby. Rising oil prices are another factor in play for the airline stocks. Um, so airline stocks are in the news. The airline space, Goldman Sachs initiated coverage on a host of industry names. So anytime that happens, a company like Goldman Sachs, why do you care? You're saying, Rob, why do I care? When Goldman Sachs says, we like Southwest Airlines, we don't like American Airlines, we do like, well, you should care in large part because Goldman Sachs, they have billions and billions and billions of dollars of clients' money. And brokers at a company like a Goldman Sachs aren't allowed to think on their own. Otherwise, the company will say, well, if, if the customer sues, we're not going to stand by you. So you do it our way so that we can protect you with arbitration. So a Goldman Sachs broker is this kind of like, how shall we just say, a llama without a brain? Just walks around, spits, calls customers. Hey, my research analyst here at Goldman Sachs, did I mention that we're a big company? He says that he likes Southwest Airlines and a company called JetBlue. And he spits because he's a spitting llama without a brain. Um, and that gets a lot of action. That gets a lot of buys. I know. I know. It's kind of crazy. No economic data of note to key in on today. There's going to be a change later than the week when we get the consumer price index. Last week, we got the producer price index, and it showed some inflation, remember? So this week, we're going to look at the consumers who are buying the stuff. Are we going to see an increase there? Dun, dun, dun. That's going to be on Wednesday. And then Thursday, we get retail sales. And Friday, we get an incredibly boring economic piece of data called industrial production that I can't make sexy. It's like a 550-pound man on a beach in a thong. I can't make it sexy. Oh, that's sexy. No, it's not. So industrial production, just not fun. Um, we get earnings reports, though, that are going to be kind of fun this week. Home Depot, Walmart, 
Macy's. And that'll create some excitement. It'll get a buzz going, so to speak. Um, so that's out there. Uh, oh, by the way, and I, I, I totally digressed. Uh, I'm not going to say happy Veterans Day. I'm going to say uh, thank you. Uh, we live in a great country. It's incredibly flawed at times, but our military does a great job, um, usually with not a lot of resources on the basic level. On the high end, we got some kick-ass killing machines um, that protects everyone's safety. Fierce winds are expected to fans California deadly wildfires. I was driving in Northern California this week. And, and I was stunned by how many people wear hospital masks, surgical masks, and that stops blood from getting in your mouth and stuff like that. It doesn't stop smoke from getting into your lungs. You got to have a filter on the thing, people. So anyhow, and anyway, um, 200 people still missing. It's the deadliest wildfire in the California's history. And that's saying something. So it is what it is, right? Uh, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Big seminar this weekend. Check it out at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. So... The big story right now, I believe, is the fierce winds. They're expected to fan California's deadly wildfires. That's a big story. And again, you know, the financial aspects of this one, having a fireproof safe ain't really going to do you that much in a wildfire. It's going to melt and or it's going to cause the contents inside to get really, really hot. So think twice before you put like a hard drive in it. Um, Back up your financial information. At one point in time, I, I see people are so bad at financial in- information. I kind of wanted to open up a mom and pop store in every single town in America where you can go and store your financial documents and have a checklist of what you should have and what you shouldn't have, like a will and a trust, because people don't know what they should have and they don't know where to put it in. They don't know who to, who to pull it all together for them. But then I looked into the legal ramifications of setting up a, a financial service like that, and it was just it was pretty gross. More than 200 people are missing. The campfire, 40 miles northwest of Sacramento, burned down more than 6,700 homes and businesses in the town of Paradise. More structures than any wildfire recorded in California. Something interesting is coming out of this wildfire season. And it's not even a season, right? Because it happened during the summer. This wildfire uh, decade will we'll change it, too. When Malibu started burning, celebrities want to tell us on Twitter, publicly traded company, TWTTR, that their house is safe or isn't safe. That they're safe or not safe. I'm getting kind of tired of the home updates one. At first, it was kind of interesting. Hey, Caitlyn Jenner's house almost burned down. Hey, the Bachelorette house almost burned down. But now it's it's at the point of like, okay, I get Gerard Butler. He was in a movie 10 years ago and had good abs, right? I get it. I get it. Got it. Who cares? It's just too much at this point in time. So there's some... And again, it's tough to find a good story there. There's some positives um, that you could try to pull out of, of fires as investment ideas. Back up your stuff, put it in the cloud. So, and then I guess you hope that it doesn't get worse. Dow's down big, 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 big because Apple's down big today. So, markets are open. It's Veterans Day. GE is dropping below $8 after the CEO, Culp, says he feels the urgency and will sell assets to raise cash. 
Wow. Wow. GE the general. Buy GE, not G-Wiz. I could come up with more of them. That's gone down the toilet. So the CEO, Larry Culp, said that he feels the urgency to reduce the company's leverage and will do so through asset sales. We have no higher priority right now than bringing the leverage levels down. We need to bring the leverage of the company down to get opportunities through asset sales to do that. This is a company that leveraged up and up and and leveraged more. Um, They bought too many things with credit and with borrowed money. And when push comes to shove, you have to pay that stuff back. That's where the U.S. is going to get its clock clean one day. We can't keep borrowing because we could service it with 3% of our GDP or 4% of our GDP. But when you start getting to 15, 20% of our GDP, 30% of GDP, that's when you start going, man, you look like Greece. You know that company where, you know, that company, that country where they basically went bankrupt and, and were they going to leave the EU? Were they not going to leave the EU? We're going to sell, you know, the Coliseum and, and all these like landmarks. The Coliseum brought to you by FedEx. You know, were they going to put sponsors on, on history? Those big questions, right? So GE is below $8. Someone asked me the other day, should I buy a GE? And I'm like, you know what? It's a distressed company. Let me give you an example. In Paradise, California, when the town started burning, at one point in time, it was burning incredibly fast. So you, can, you have to wait till it slows down, right? The neighbor's house is on fire. You hear, you, you hear that the winds are coming. You want to buy the house right next to it? That's like buying GE right now. You're kind of thinking it's cheap. You're going to get a good deal, but it also may burn down. I don't like buying companies like that because I suffer from a little anxiety. Um, I'll be honest with you. And when I say suffer, I live with anxiety, and it doesn't make my life great at times. I don't want to be. I don't want to have the anxiety of buying a company that will it come back or did I just lose all my money? I don't mind losing my money if I go to like Vegas or something because I know going in you're going to lose. And if you walk away with something, and at some point in time in gambling, you should probably be a little bit ahead. Put it in your pocket because it's going to go away. Give it to your friend and tell him you know even if I tell you you know you, I, I need it for saving the world, you can't give it back to me. And then, like, you sound like you're crying to your friend, but I need to save the world. You got to give me back my $200 in chips. So I've been there. I've been there. Investors are flocking to quality stocks right now. And, you know, one of the big problems, right, with that is we got kind of lumpy in the month of October. The sell-off, the two-week bounce, investors have shown a clear preference right now for quality. Not the same as cheap value stocks, because there's something called value stocks. There's something called growth stocks. So... Value stocks have less debt, stable businesses, and some defensive characteristics in a tougher market. Quality stocks are names like Walmart and McDonald's and Pfizer and Procter and Gamble, uh, Amgen. So this pattern right now of, of buying high quality instead of value, it typically it it could be part of a start of a bear market. Now again. I'm not going to be the, the 800 pound guy on the beach with hair all over his body and a thong. When I say that this is not a good thing, you're not going to go, great, Rob. That's the best news I've heard ever. Owning high-quality stocks is a great long-term idea. But in the short term, you should probably look for some value if you're worried. 
healthcare is a great defensive area because uh, I'm, I'm finding off an infection right now, and it stinks. And, you know, I, I keep hearing, like, oh, there's going to be a super bug that kills the world. Oh, that we're going to get too many infections, and we're not going to be able to fight it off. So I, I've been very hesitant about my treatments, and I think it's kind of come back to bite me at this point in time. So anyway, I digress, and you're like, Rob, focus on the focus on the markets. GE's dropping, the market's dropping, Apple's dropping. Those are the big stories of the day, right? Um, one of the executives at Oculus was recently let go, a guy named uh, Palmer Lucky. And he's saying that it's because Facebook's too liberal and he's conservative and was pro-Trump and gave money to a Trump group to, you know, send out nasty memes about Hillary Clinton or something like that. There's some, I, there's some truth that we're, California's pretty liberal. Uh, in D.C., you don't talk politics. In California, you talk about how much you hate the other side, unless you're a Republican. <laughs> so Google's got political issues going on right now, political correctness issues. Facebook's got political correctness issues going on right now. Don't you wish they were focused on their business? Big seminar this weekend. Check it out at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Big event coming up this weekend in San Jose, California. It's a Saturday event. It's a doubleheader. In the morning, 930 to 1130, it's going to be CFP Chad Burton talking retirement issues, income and taxes. Taxes is not fun to talk about. It's good that you listen to a professional, if you know what I'm saying, because where to even start is difficult. That's going to be November 17th at the Rotary Center in San Jose, California, 88th South 4th Street. Easy location for parking, easy location to get in and out of. Uh, I'm excited about this one. We've never been at the Rotary Summit Center. Beautiful, beautiful location. It's on the seventh floor. There's some details. More details can be found at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. In the afternoon, I'm doing an event called Investing Beyond a 401k. A little bit different. Not quite ready for retirement, but ready to up your financial game. Sign up for either or event at newfocusfinancial.com. Now, let's bring in CFP Chad Burton talk a little bit more about financial planning issues. Mr. Burton, at the morning event of the doubleheader. You're going to discuss transitioning your portfolio as you approach retirement. Transition your portfolio. Transitions, times of change. People don't like change. What are the steps involved in this? Yeah, and people don't like quick change, right? So the idea is that you can transition it over time and focus, you know, where your contributions should be going so that, you know, if you're 10 years out, you don't have to make a drastic buy or sell decision and have to deal with, is it a good time to do it or not? Because of, you know, where are we at in the, the, the market cycle? We have up cycles, we have times where the market plateaus for a bit, and we have corrections. So you want to do this slowly over time. So the first step is, hey, I think I'm close to retiring. Um, you can kind of get the idea of, um, oh, you know, I need, depending on what my income sources are, if I have real estate or pensions or somewhere else, you need somewhere between seven to ten times your annual income saved up to be able to retire. So you first need a plan. If you think you're about to be close within 10 years, you need a plan. you got to say, you know, what's my plan for Social Security? When am I going to take it? I'm going to retire at 65 maybe. Do I take my Social Security at 70? Because I need a certain amount of cash to live from 65 to 70 and then maybe less income from 70 on once I start Social Security. So where is the money going to come from? 
at any point in time, five years from retirement to retirement, you need three years' worth of those portfolio draws sitting somewhere very safe so that if you happen to pick a year to retire that that happens to be down in the market, you're not going to change your plans. You know you'll have a plan. I think it's, you know, unless you're super wealthy and all you need is the dividends from your stocks to live, I think it's a little bit silly to go more than, say, 65% stocks, 35% bonds. That's pretty aggressive as it sits right there. A lot of people are more aggressive than that right now, Rob, and they don't even, I think, realize the risk that they might have. And then you really have to focus on, these days, reducing your single stock exposure if you've been working for the same company for years and you're going to retirement with more than 10% of your portfolio in one single holding, um, you know, we, we've continued to see these big, giant corrections in some of the big companies that have done really well recently, right? So you have to reduce that single stock exposure as you go into retirement. Stopping and thinking about that, cutting down your single stock exposure, the first thing that comes to mind, well, there's two. Do you remember WorldCom? No, yeah. A lot of people, WorldCom, a lot on, of, sure. A lot of people work for those companies. Their stocks were going up, 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 up. It's the only thing I need to become a millionaire. And up, 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 up. And the, those were, you know, classic bad companies that went bust. But then you got a company like GE who's kind of gone bust, and it's got the same thing of lifetime employees. But anyway, yeah. um, I'm, I'm yeah. digressing. But it does happen, and it, it doesn't have to be the big tech companies. Is what I'm kind of getting at. Anyhow, um, let's say you're five to seven years from retirement, which is you know you're 50, 55. You're kind of cruising. You're you're starting to get a little bit older. Body's starting to hurt. You kind of know it's coming. A lot of cash. Um, not doing very much. You've you've accumulated cash. What do you do at, at this point in time? Well, yeah, the good thing is that you're finally starting to find ways to get some interest on your cash. Um, at the same time, inflation's picking up a little bit, but that's you know that's the way it works is typically together. So, you know, if you're five to seven years from retirement and you're looking out and you're saying, okay, I need to at least have three years worth of portfolio draws in cash. So that doesn't mean your expenses in cash. It means your portfolio draws. You're going to have your income needs, which include taxes and everything else. And you might have some Social Security or pension or maybe some really dependable real estate that will reduce that that draw right it down to a point where you know three years worth of portfolio draws. So so where do you find that? Because if you're five to seven years out, you're like, okay, I got pretty long period of time to just sit in cash. Well, if it's cash in a regular account, just in your a joint account with your spouse, your own name, or whatever. Uh, you can use places like Synchrony Bank. You can get almost 2% on your cash that's just sitting there. Um, they even have a little higher rates for, say, IRAs. Inside an IRA at a brokerage firm, at Fidelity, Schwab, TD Ameritrade, whoever, you can shop CDs from all over the country. Um, inside your 401k, you can look at the stable value fund if they have one. Typically, a stable value fund is um, paying a little over 2% right now and will probably go up in the future, and the stable value is meant to keep $1 a share. It's not like a short-term bond fund. It's a stable value fund. So those rates are getting a little bit higher. Um, and if you have five years plus and you have, you're trying to say, okay, I need a certain amount of cash in my IRA, now there's certain things going on out there where you can get you know, 4.25% for five years. So rates are finally coming up for retirees so that your cash doesn't feel like it's just sitting there getting nothing. That is one of the good things about interest rates moving up, but it still does. It's still not a lot, though, right? As the ten-year Treasury's moved, and we're starting to see banks respond and open up the, how much they're going to pay you in interest, it's still not livable, is it? 
No, no, it's getting closer. I mean, it's okay. It's tough because the you know the the inflation is so low in certain areas. Yeah. For retirees, except for healthcare. So wherever it's low, it's then turned around. It's made up by healthcare costs, which increase at about six percent a year. Um, but I mean, we're we're seriously in, in terms of what you can get on your cash. We're double where we are where we were about eighteen months ago. That's good um, news. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's getting better. It's but again, it, it like there's no lifetime stocks anymore. Uh, the GEs, the WorldCom, the Enerons proved that to us. Um, and I remember twenty five years ago. Do you remember CD ladders and people could live off that? That was so much higher. But again, things are changing. Um, onward and upward. Oh, Rob, the next topic. I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, when I got into the business, we could you know get fixed annuities with insurance companies guaranteed at seven percent for ten years back in the day. Now with those same things, first of all, most people shouldn't touch annuities at all. There are luckily now there are some no commission annuities, and those are the ones that people you know let's say you're going to re- you're 60 and you're going to retire in five years, you can get 4.25 for five years. So that was, you know, 7% when I got into the business. So it's, it's definitely lower, but also inflation is lower and stocks have gone up very nicely in the last 10 years. So it's, it's a give and take. It's where you're getting your, your growth. Is it your capital appreciation or is it your income lately? It's been capital appreciation. Big event coming up this weekend in San Jose. You're going to be kicking off the morning event from 9.30 to 11, talking about income in retirement, wealth in retirement, taxes in retirement, a lot of retirement issues. People could sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. It's in San Jose, Saturday morning. It's free with the code RADIO25. Let's move on. You have a growth, and you have income in a portfolio. Uh, is income the same thing as value, and do you lean more towards income-producing assets in retirement? No, you know, I think this is where people end up making such a big mistake, and, and you're starting to see those mistakes play out right now. Where people said, "Okay, I'm I'm a I need 50% stocks, 50% in bonds. Bonds are yielding, say, 3%, so I'll go buy this stock um, that's yielding five, five and a half percent or more." And as soon as interest rates start to go up, or there's any kind of credit issue. Um, we've seen large corrections. I mean, look at AT&T. That was a stock that was yielding 5.5% or so. It had a big correction because it you know, took on too much debt, um, too sensitive to interest rates. So I think that's a real big mistake to look at your stock portfolio and invest your stock portfolio for income. Um, you can create a situation where you have more risk than you really know. So stocks are never a bond alternative. The point to having bonds, even when interest rates are low like this, is that when you do have a stock market correction, there's a flight to safety and your bonds can go up in value. You can sell those bonds and buy stocks on the cheap. So there is a huge reason to still own fixed income. You just got to kind of own it the right way. This is one area where I don't like indexing because if you look at a total bond market index, you start lending money to the most highly indebted entities that are out there versus having a bond manager that's really smart that can kind of look around the market and adjust accordingly. All good stuff. A lot of information there, Chad. Um, And you're going to be giving more information and more ideas and probably talking about the current market conditions for sure when we have our big event coming up this Saturday. Um, As far as final thoughts, uh, we've got a couple minutes, not much. Bond yields are still historically low, which we've kind of hinted at. Um, what, what specifically can you do? And we've got one minute. Well, again, if you're, if you're super confused and you're looking in your 401k, you really don't know what to do. I think stable value is a fine choice for, for right now. If, if most 401k fund choices for bonds are really where 
401ks are lacking because they typically have, say, a bond index or one of the largest, most widely held retail funds. And those, when, when there is a, a interest rates start increasing, those do fall the quickest. So maybe hard out in stable value for a bit until you can get some financial advice from a, a fiduciary that will help you kind of navigate the world of bond funds. Thanks very much. You can find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Catch his radio show here on AM 1220 KDOW, 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Um, check him out at newfocusfinancial.com. Big event this weekend in San Jose. We don't do Saturday events ever, so this is a rare one. Learn more about his event, 930 to 1130 Rotary Center at newfocusfinancial.com. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Consistent, slow, and steady. It is a smart way to try to approach um, winning and investing. I know that sounds like an odd thing, but uh, what type of person are you? I told you that I suffer a little bit of anxiety in my life, you know. Um, am I doing everything right as a parent? Am I doing everything right as an investor? Am I doing everything right as a friend? And can I do things better? I don't know where that came from, but it's certainly in me. And uh, it's not something I'm proud of. Now, as an investor, that ain't me in any way, shape, or form. Uh, slow and steady is what I am as an investor. So it's important to know this stuff. Big event coming up November 17th. That's this Saturday. After that, I'll shut up about seminars until maybe 2019. Um, you know, your new tax forms are, are daunting. There's so much to learn. I'm going to be doing an investing beyond a 401k, talking about franchises, talking about where to put cash now, uh, things along those lines that I think are probably going to be pretty good ideas. Um, you know, real estate, for instance, is buying real estate an investment? Let me give you an example where maybe it's not. What if you buy a second home um, or you get a home in a second home kind of market? What you'll tend to find is that there's a lot of people who are just buying it and they're not looking to make money. They're just looking to enjoy it. It's like a piece of art. Maybe it's bragging rights to the friends. Hey, I'm going up to the mountains this weekend, buddy. Stay, have fun in your 1,500-square-foot house that's $2 million in Palo Alto. I'm going up to the mountains. It's not an investment. There's too many people up there who don't live there. And then you look at what you can get for rents on a luxury home. You can't get you can't get covered by you know workers. And then no one wants to rent a home, a luxury home for a year. Now, in luxury markets, sometimes you can rent them seasonally, like a winter home or maybe a summer home. Um, get someone who really needs that three-month vacation, that two-month vacation, or maybe a one-month vacation. So Investing in real estate is not always crystal clear. Uh, you got to look at rents that you can get per square foot. You know, time off the market is going to kill you. Kills a lot of people to be off the market. Uh, so you got to start figuring that out. We are observing Veterans Day today. Uh, I, my dad was a veteran. Uh, did two tours in Vietnam. Kind of a cute story about that. So I grew up on military bases, and military bases are pretty strange. Um, so I lived in uh, 15 or 16 different homes before I was 18 years old. We moved a lot. And that presented a pretty rough childhood. It gave me an international perspective. Uh, 
which probably helps, you know, in the stock market angle. But I lost something for sure. Um, consistency, which goes back again to investing, right? Consistency. Today, we're seeing Apple pull, pull down the markets. I own shares of Apple. Um, I'm not surprised that they're having a bad period as a stock. I don't expect them to hold a trillion-dollar valuation forever. We've seen companies approach it and then never get close to it again. Companies like ExxonMobil, companies like Cisco. And it tells you the, the, the story of the time. You know, oil going to $100 a barrel, 110, 120, 130, 140, 150. It's not surprising that a company like an ExxonMobil could be that high. Then you get a, a stock like Cisco where the whole dot com thing, they were the, the rulers of routers, the sultan of, 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 of switches. They were the arms supplier in the internet race war. Who's going to win? They didn't care. They'll sell the equipment to everyone. So Apple down nine bucks today at $194. Do I expect it to go to its all-time high anytime soon? Nope. I expect them to make a lot of money to buy back shares, increase their dividend on a pretty consistent basis. Um, and they're starting to get some pushback. I mean, not starting. That's unfair to say. Their free tier of storage online is pathetic. Their, their, their tier where it's two or three bucks a month is also small. And then to get the more storage, it becomes suddenly really expensive. Apple prices things, I'm not going to say in an aggressive manner, but how shall we say not in a friendly manner to consumers who like value? So I throw that out there. So anyhow, if you have any questions, I'm going to be at the event on Saturday. I'm doing the one o'clock to three o'clock event. Uh, you can learn more about it at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. I'd love to see you out there. Um, those are events where I get to put you know, faces to names, uh, emails to, to faces. It, it's kind of fun for me. So I'd love to see you out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Alibaba had a record-breaking 24-hour single-day shopping event. Alibaba's come down. Donald Trump's rhetoric, China. And China is like, oh, no, 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 no. Tariffs. More. Less. More. Let's uh, tariff them until they can't tariff them anymore. Then you get China go, okay, we'll just print money. We don't care. We'll buy We'll buy your stuff with printed money. <laughs> Take that. We'll lower the value of our currency. Intentionally. Um, so companies like Alibaba, Alibaba, excuse me. I changed it to an Americanized version, Ali Bobby. Um, companies like that can be buying opportunities if you think that the bluster and the rhetoric ends. In his own words, President Trump, Donald Trump has said, you know, oh, we'll get a deal done. We'll get a good deal done when we get a deal done, and we'll get a deal done. We're just not doing it today. We're in no rush. You're like, whoa. Okay. Big event coming up this weekend. Check it out at Rob Black's show. It's in San Jose. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.